Welcome to Episode 7 of the Princeton Podcast with Mayor Mark Frieda. In this episode, Mark invited Mike Yeh, Director of Emergency Services for the Princeton Fire Department, and Sean Gallagher, Chief of the Princeton First Aid and Rescue Squad. They discussed the differences between the services provided by each organization, as well as the collaboration often required in times of need. Since the Princeton Fire Department and the Princeton First Aid and Rescue Squad recruit many of their volunteer service members from our community, Mike and Sean also discussed the organization's member training, personal and professional growth, and their upcoming recruitment open houses here in Princeton. This is a very informative session, so without any further introduction, let's join our host, Mark Frieda, and his guests, Mike Yeh and Sean Gallagher, for Episode 7 of the Princeton Podcast. Mike and Sean, thank you very much for joining us on today's podcast. Good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks. Good morning. So um, let's let's start with an easy question for each of you. Uh, Mike, if you'd go first, what is your title and what is your organization that you're representing here today? So good morning. My name is Mike Ye. Uh, I'm the Director of Emergency Services for Princeton, and I'm representing the Princeton Fire Department. The chiefs were unable to make this morning's appointment, so I'm going to be speaking for them. Thank you. Sean. Hey, my name is Sean Gallagher. I am the chief of the Princeton First Aid and Rescue Squad. Okay, Sean. Well, how long have you been involved with uh, the squad? Just about 15 years. I think it'll be 15 years uh, in April of 2022. Terrific. Uh, Mike, how long have you been? Been with the township for about a year and a half now. Okay. Thank you very much. So, um, Looking beyond just your experience and time here in Princeton, Mike, how long have you been involved in uh, in firefighting and emergency services overall? Overall, I've been involved in fire and EMS for 41 years. I started as a junior, so you can factor those years in also. <laughs> Giving away your age. Go ahead, yes. Sean. I'm not quite as, uh, quite as long as Mike. I've been involved since 2005. You know, I started as a cadet, just, you know, same as Mike. Now, Sean, you... Recently became chief of Princeton First Aid and Rescue Squad. Yeah, October 18th. And Mike, um, you've had experience in other fire departments outside of Princeton, isn't that correct? That's correct. I uh, grew up in West Windsor and I uh, joined uh, the Princeton Junction Fire Company. And also at the the time, the Volunteer First Aid Squad was the Twin W First Aid Squad. So I actively rode with both of those organizations. One of the... uh I did that. One of the uh, interesting things I think I find in uh, going around town is people butcher the names of both organizations trying to uh, somehow combine parts of each name in, in, into one. Mike, could you just tell us a little bit about the Princeton Fire Department and what kind of organization it is? So the Princeton Fire Department has been a long, has a long history, rich history in Princeton. And the Princeton Fire Department um, obviously uh, focuses on the fire department, the fire suppression and response within town. Um, again, it's got a long storied rich history, but um, uh, their focus is for uh, emergency fire response within town and also the surrounding neighbors, surrounding towns. And Mike, the uh, the fire department's actually a municipal agency? Yes. Yeah, so the, ta- the, the department is a municipal agency. It's actually uh, made up of volunteer agencies that started way back in the 1700s. 
and as they formed as volunteers, uh, they've been sponsored under the municipality, which pays for equipment like uh, the fire trucks and the turnout gear and uh, training and expenses like that. Okay. Sean, could you give us a little bit about what type of organization the First Aid Squad is? Sure. So the Princeton First Aid and Rescue Squad uh, does just exactly that, first aid. Um, so any medical emergency in town, we handle. Uh, but we also do technical rescue, which I think a lot of people don't know. They Most people think that usually falls under the fire department, which in the county tends to be true. Uh, we are one of the few organizations who also do technical rescue and have been doing so for quite some time. Right. And the... I guess one of the big differences between the Princeton Fire Department and the Princeton First Aid and Rescue Squad, whereas the Princeton Fire Department's a municipal agency, Princeton First Aid and Rescue Squad is actually an independent nonprofit. Right. Absolutely. We are a 501c3 nonprofit. We receive no funding from the town whatsoever. We rely entirely on donations and billing for our services. Uh, Mike, uh, the fire department, as you said, you know, does have a very rich history, which is mostly a volunteer history, but that's, that's not purely a volunteer organization any longer, is it? Yes. Unfortunately, nationally, we've seen a decline in volunteerism for many different reasons and you know how busy people's lives are now in one, in one aspect. But still nationally, the fire service is made up of volunteers. And uh, even though Princeton has that extremely rich tradition in the fire service, we've had, we Princeton have had to hire our first six career firefighters. And that was done in February of 2020. And they formed that base that helped solidify and support the volunteer members of the fire department. Thanks. And, and Sean, I think likewise in the first day squad. Right. We're also a hybrid organization and we have volunteers and paid staff. Uh, currently, we're about nine full-time paid staff with a handful of per diems who work as needed mixed in. And then the rest of our members around 75, 80 of them or so are all volunteers. And the squad has been a hybrid organization like that since about the eighties, I believe, which, Nin- which pre- 1980 predates me quite a bit, but <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, you know, for, well, for the squad, right. It's interesting that it's, it's been able to be that type of combined organization for so long and work so well seamlessly. Right. I mean, it, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you know people look back at our history, you wouldn't even really be able to tell that there is a mix of paid staff and volunteers. And we routinely get the question of, oh, how long have you been volunteering for? And people don't even really notice that there is that, that combination. Right. And Mike, I guess the paid uh, members of the Princeton Fire Department now, as you said, due to uh, it's harder to get volunteers, that's kind of like the new core, I guess, of the fire department? Yeah. So the the new core the, the that ensures the staffing is are these career members of the fire department. And interestingly enough, um, five out of the six have that traditional volunteer base from Princeton. So we've been able to um, hire folks that have roots uh, within the community. Uh, but as we transition, these career firefighters help form the bases for our volunteers and ensure that the uh, trucks get on the road um, quickly and uh, efficiently. So the one theme that we really want to get to talk to is is recruiting more volunteers because as you both have said, obviously both organizations have a mix of a mix of each. Um, so what, what, let's take each organization. Why are why are you recruiting volunteers right now? Sean, do you want to jump in first? 
So traditionally, a lot of our volunteers tend to come from the university, um, which is great. We love having our university students, but they are limited in the time we have them for and their time commitments. A lot of them are here just for the school year and then they're away for the summer. We are fortunate that we do have the the you know opposite end of that where we do have uh, town residents who return from school during the summer to fill in, but we're really looking for more members who are are deeply rooted in the town. They're here, you know, 365 days a year. We don't have to worry about, you know, if they're only here for, you know, two months, four months, you know, we're really looking for people who are here kind of around the year. Thanks. And and Mike, so what, why, is, why is the fire department recruiting? It, for the same reasons that uh, nationally, it's a little bit uh, been a tougher challenge to recruit volunteers and retain them. Uh, but, you know, as in all departments, we continually try to recruit and retain these members. And uh, as, as Sean had indicated, we run through different cycles during the course of the year on availability of folks. So um, in particular, we're, we're making a very concerted effort to drive that recruitment drive currently, but recruitment will always be an ongoing uh, challenge or, or uh, task for both uh, the fire department and the first aid squad. So uh, Mike, sticking with you for a second, uh, my understanding is that uh, the fire department will have an open house coming up soon? Yes. On December 7th, on a Tuesday evening, uh, the fire department will be hosting an open house for for the community members to come in, uh, meet with our members, uh, find out uh, a little bit about the fire department. Uh, we'll be uh, presenting information to um, uh, inform our visitors about what it is to become a volunteer. Um, we also understand that you know our, our own volunteers, like all community members, have different priorities in their lives, including uh, their jobs, their families, uh, different things that their children may be involved in. And we understand that. And what we do is we try and inform them how, even with those activities and um, challenges, you still have an ability to connect with your community and contribute in a very positive and helpful way uh, within Princeton. Thanks. And Sean, I guess the Princeton First Aid and Rescue Squad is going to have an open house also. Yes, we will be having our open house on December 13th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And likewise, similar to the fire department, we're just really trying to engage the community, you know, have people come in, ask whatever questions they have. You know, we're happy to answer any questions and really try to drive home the fact that anybody can volunteer. Um, it, even though it it is a large time commitment, you know, a lot of people make it work, and I think sometimes people don't understand how they can make it work. So we're really trying to answer those questions and let people realize that it it is something that they can do. And I did mention it was December 7th for the fire department open house. It is 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And the firehouse is located at 363 Witherspoon Street, right across from the municipal building. And Sean, where is the squad's open house? We are at 2 Mount Lucas Road, and we are right across from the police parking lot. Right. So, okay, important detail for our <laughs> listeners as you spread the word for vol- possible volunteers to come to these two open houses. The open house for Princeton Fire Department, December 7th, 7 to 9 p.m., 363 Witherspoon Street, which is the firehouse, <laughs> versus Princeton First Aid and Rescue Squad on December 13th, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., at 2 Mount Lucas Road, which is the intersection of Valley Road and Witherspoon Valley and uh, Mount Lucas. Yeah, that's right. Okay. We want people going to the right one. And in fact, if you want to look at both organizations, feel free, right? I mean, we have- Absolutely. Isn't there, I think there's a, a history of members belonging to both organizations. 
To that point, there's a very deep uh, history. There's a, a very, very involved history with uh, members belonging to both organizations and also for families. You know, uh, there there are some long-lasting family connections within town, within generation to generation. Um, and as Sean had indicated, folks may not realize that they may, may not be able to fit time in, but once they become aware of what some of the schedules are and, and how flexible schedules are, it becomes very easy to fit it within your schedule to be able to uh, to help your community. Okay, thank you. So, uh, Sean, you kind of alluded to this as to what type of volunteer you're looking for, somebody that lives in town and is here year-round as versus just, you know, a, a student, although students are more than welcome and fill, fulfill a need. But for each of you, is there... Is there any type of ideal or preferred type of volunteer? I mean, what is, is there, I don't know, some model of somebody that somehow fits best or? I think from our end at the First Aid Squad, we're really looking for people who are just dedicated to wanting to help their community. Um, You should probably have an interest in the medical field because that is what you're going to be doing. Uh, But really anybody who wants to give back, who wants to help their community, who cares about, you know, helping their fellow community members in a time of need is, you know, the kind of person we're looking for. Say with the fire department and and the age varies. Um, There are junior members in the first aid squad, the fire department, and it carries all the way up through um, folks that may not think that they can contribute to the response side of the fire department and first aid squad. But you'd actually be amazed at what what you can do. Um, so what we're looking for, as Sean said, we're looking for town residents, or even if you work in town, to uh, help be part of this organization. And um, in, in, in all those aspects, people who may not be sure they can contribute, we ask that you come by the open houses to find out a little bit more about the different organizations. Uh, but certainly we're looking for uh, people who live and work in town and who have an interest in, in, in uh contributing to uh, help their organizations and help their town. So I think part of what we need to share with people also is there's a, a whole training process to go through early on in your time with each organization in order to be a productive member. Sean, maybe you could tell us what, what, what that is on the squad side. Yeah, sure. So when we first bring in new members, they go through a part of what we call a recruit class. Um, they learn some general squad history, knowledge, basic things like lifting and moving where stuff is on the ambulance. Uh, from there, anybody who is not certified as a EMT goes through the state EMT program uh, that we host. Uh, it's about 212 hours in total or about a, a semester's length of, of coursework. And then from there, they go through the rest of what we call our module system, learning, you know, patient care and the ways we operate. And in general, somebody with no experience can become a, I guess, productive member, as you put it, um, in total within about a year. Somebody coming in with experience, it usually tends to be less time than that. Also for the fire department, uh, any member that'd be joining the fire department would be uh, introduced into the uh, the standard SOPs, standard operating procedures for the fire department. And then we would uh, sponsor that uh, person into the fire training academy. And for Princeton, we do something a little bit different. The county runs the regular firefighter one class, but to help our residents, what we try and do is run, have the fire academy run a class here in Princeton. So a lot of the classes, uh, as the first aid squad does, here right in Princeton, the fire academy, we would we will try and host a lot of that right here at the fire department. 
Um, and again, as Sean said, our training basically lasts a semester. And um, once you fulfill that uh, training regimen, you're considered a firefighter one as you move along. And then we do meet on a regular basis. Again, the applicant or the uh, firefighter can choose what schedule that they can uh, attend. And uh, we refine and uh, continue to work on different um, uh, processes to uh, sharpen their skills as uh, firefighters. So just to, uh, to help people listening in, people get trained. But it's not like, okay, I just finished my firefighter one course or I just finished my emergency medical technician course. And now the next day I'm in charge of a fire or, hey, this person just had a serious injury and I'm the one calling all the shots. So, Sean, maybe you could just describe you finish your training, um, but there's additional time you alluded to. There's other training. But, um, you know, kind of what is the oversight process till somebody's comfortable doing whatever it is they're going to end up doing? Right. So it's almost, we kind of look at it as like a mentorship. You're not going to be, you know, thrown by yourself, you know, to the wolves kind of, as you alluded to, you're going to be guided by more senior members who have, you know, a lot of years of experience doing this. And they're going to be there with you throughout the process to make sure that, you know, what you're doing is, is appropriate and that you're not just stuck there on your own. And then once you get to a point that you're comfortable, we, you know, promote you up to the next rank. And then eventually you're the one training somebody who's new coming in. And it's kind of nice to see that go first full circle. For the fire department, it's much like the first aid squad. And I may assimilate that to like a, a, a sports team, like a football team. When you come on board, you get trained in, in a position. As, as Sean said, you get mentorship that helps grow you, grow your training and grow your confidence. And as you continue to attend these training events, you're able to sharpen your skills and uh, feel more confident and competent within those uh, tasks uh, that help contribute to the response uh, to any emergency. So um, even though you get the basic training, just like on a sports team, you continue to work uh, as a team member to refine some of the skills and learn more uh, about the different skill sets so that uh, you're able to sharpen your own abilities and gain confidence and, again, competence in being able to execute those different uh, evolutions. So I know we've been going back and forth with a lot of information. It's been kind of cut and dry, but we, all three of us have a lot of experience in emergency services. So we serve the public. We seize things that sometimes are difficult, but we also have fun and we enjoy what we're doing, right? I mean, you know, that you bring up a really great point, Mark. You know, I, when I joined and it sounds like we all joined at a, at a younger age, uh, you know, I think there were doubts within my own abilities. Uh, how will I react in an emergency, whether it's a fire or a medical emergency? And, you know, quickly, you know, just experiencing this with the crew members I'm with provided me the training and the confidence. And once I was able to, uh, find that confidence with myself, which occurred very quickly, it, I really developed a passion for uh, operating at these emergencies, responding to these emergencies and working as part of a team. There's truly some great satisfaction at being able to respond to a person or a family's worst day ever and being able to support them as best you can. They may we're not there to receive the thank yous, but certainly afterwards we we understand and we have received some notes and, and communications from folks that, you know, they've they really benefited from our efforts to support them on, on their worst day, their worst event of their life. But on a personal aspect, we certainly 
enjoy that whole um, teamwork in working um, to uh, deal with emergencies and uh, and help people uh, in in their worst uh, situation possible. And it's not just emergencies. Uh, you know, like Mike said, that is a huge part of what we do. To, you know, it's the the base of what we do, but we do have a lot of fun too. As Mark said, I mean, at the squad and I know the fire department too, um, we eat meals together. You know, we do training together. We eat meals together. Uh, we do stuff like movie nights, things like that. And we also do stuff out in the community. I think most recently, um, both the squad and the fire department participated in the trunk or treat at the municipal lot. And that's just a fun thing. It, it builds camaraderie with everybody. You know, there's, you know, some of the fire department members dressed up, you know, it just a lot of joking, a lot of fun. There, there's always something going on and it, you just really have this tight knit group of people who almost become like your second family. Right. Which, which is interesting in that um, if you need a place to escape from your, whatever, from your family, from your apartment, your condo, someplace where you can go, uh, you know, like that old TV show, cheers, whatever it is, you know, you go where everybody knows your name and all that. I mean, but that really is, I mean, honestly, right? Part of the atmosphere of both organizations. Yeah, truly. And, you know, Sean said it, uh, that, you know, it, it, it is a great place to uh, kind of uh, learn and be part of a team and, uh, and really uh, gain some personal development, I'll call it, personal development and working with others, uh, working at great objectives and, and just a very positive environment, Mark, that you're talking about. You know, there's this is others family that, you know, Sean mentioned that you'll become very engaged with and be able to uh, uh, have a good time. And, and just like any other family, uh, joke with others and uh, and just develop some really great relationship with other members of, of each organization. Yeah, and we have a ton of members who come in just to hang out for nothing more than just to hang out, just to, to chit chat, talk. And we even see that with members who have been gone for years. Um, you know, we've had members who live out of state and they make it a point anytime they're back in Princeton that they stop by the squad just to say hi, uh, whether they're life members or, you know, alumni members. And, you know, it's, it's really good to see that those bonds and that last so long, even after you've moved on. Right. I think another important aspect of both organizations is the uh, opportunities to take on leadership positions and to like self-development really. Yeah. You know, and that's a great point also. And, you know, I talked about how coming in as a newer person, you're, you're kind of feeling your way through life. And, and some of us are maybe a little bit more comfortable in different challenges and others maybe not so confident. And that's such a great point that you made Mark about uh, individuals as learning and then finding out, that hey, if I if I push myself, I can do that thing that I didn't think I could do, and then being provided with opportunities to grow as a person, to grow as as a crew chief, to grow as a line officer within one of the organizations, the fire department, or the first aid squad, uh, and even administratively serving in different capacities. But they're great organizations to help grow you as a person, and then the professional development, which really brings home other. Uh, tasks that you may not join for, but certainly help you grow as a person um, and your interactions with your family and with your peers and so forth. Yeah, definitely. I, I really think that the opportunities the squad or the fire department gives you really helps you in every aspect of your life, not just, you know, in emergency services, be it medical or fire. 
you know, those leadership opportunities and, and what you learn in those leadership opportunities carries over into, you know, your personal life, your business, anything. And we have members who aren't interested in those leadership positions per se, but we also have those members who are hesitant and it's really great to see them grow into those positions and just, you can really see the, the self-development there. So I guess another uh, point that we hadn't talked about earlier was cost. And we're really, for people to join the organizations, my understanding is the two organizations pretty much cover almost all the cost to pretty much. There's pretty, it's pretty minor cost to join anything. Yeah. So for anybody joining the squad, it, it costs you nothing to join. Well, there is a small deposit when you do the EMT class, but once you've been a member for a certain amount of time, that gets reimbursed to you. So really it ends up kind of balancing out. Aside from that, everything else, you know, from your uniforms and all that, it's it's all provided for you. And, uh, you know, uh, same same point with the fire department. Uh, anything that uh, comes down is, is, is picked up by the uh, fire department, by the town, uh, paying for everything from physical to uniforms uh, to equipment and so forth. So there is no financial cost to anyone that comes aboard. So people can show up at the fire department open house on December 7th or the Princeton First Aid and Rescue Squad open house on December 13th get all the details. They could join. They get free uniforms. They get to ride on a vehicle that has lights and sirens. I mean, what what more could you ask for in life? What more could you ask for? You, you join a team of, of very dedicated and passionate people. And and uh, really, again, you're joining, as, as Sean said, a second family to, to really uh, uh, be a part of a great team that serves your community. So like you said, Mark, just uh, a wonderful opportunity. Sean, could you just go over, and, and I know that two organizations actually have people trained in a number of the same rescue disciplines, but could you just give a list of all the different rescue disciplines that the squad handles? Yeah, I'll, I'll try not to make it too technical, I guess. Um, so motor vehicle extrication, basically cutting somebody out of their car, um, rope rescue, whether that is from a you know high place, high angle rescue or, or low angle rescue, we do confined space. Uh, any sort of water rescue, whether that's uh, swift water like floods or uh, boat rescue out on the lake. Uh, we do ice rescue, trench rescue, uh, structural collapse, a, a whole number of rescues. Yeah, and ab- absolutely. And, and, you know, people shouldn't feel that they need to uh, be worried about, challenged about learning all these different disciplines. But certainly, you know, from the first aid squad, the fire department, uh, viewpoint and and uh, uh, challenges to fulfill. We we will train people who strive to push themselves and train in those different disciplines. And there are plenty of people once they begin to serve, uh, really desire to take those next steps with the training and the practicing of of uh, executing those different types of rescues. And another note is the fire department and first aid squad work hand in hand in many of these different from what we would call um, motor vehicle rescues to something more challenging like a water or more of a technical rescue. So not all, although we're separate agencies and, and focus on different emergency services, uh, when an emergency occurs from different aspects, we work very cohesively as a team uh, for the same goal. So um, while, when you come in the door, you should never be afraid of, uh, of too much of a challenge. Uh, but we certainly find from our own members as they walk in the door and as they attend more training that there's this um, internal passion to uh, to learn more and uh, get more involved because they really um, develop a, a, a great 
passion and drive to, uh, to, to learn more and help more. Right. And I think another thing to stress is that you're looking for volunteers for both organizations and there's no threshold as far as like who you are, really. I mean, if you live in town or work in town, it doesn't matter what your race, your religion, your background is, well, any of that, right? Because it's both organizations have really been wide open to people from all segments of the community. Uh, so I don't know if you want to comment or just reflect on that or just. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we're all familiar with Princeton, how eclectic it is, and it's it's a big melting pot. And I think the squad and the fire department are no different. Um, you know, we've had people from every race, religion, background. I've met people from all over the country, all over the world who've been volunteers. And it, it's really, I think that's part of what makes us really unique. You know, and I, I, I think that's, you, you hit it right on, Sean, that uh, both agencies and the fire department also, we, we have very different members, very diverse members uh, within the department. And the, the one thing is once people join these organizations and, and, and really get a taste of the organization, uh, it's it's great to see how diverse the teams are, yet working on these same uh, goals and objectives while they're training and while they're executing any type of uh, incident response. Yeah, and I think that's a really important thing to hit on is at the end of the day, when we are on those emergency calls, who you are, what you do, it, it doesn't matter. We're all on the same team. We're all working towards one goal. So just to reinforce, both organizations have a program for 16 and 17-year-olds, uh, and then obviously for adults. But is there, is there, is there a maximum age in either group, that any kind of limit or anything? Or is it just as long as you're physically fit and mentally stable, you're so, so that's a great point, you know. And uh, with the Princeton Fire Department, and I know same with the First Aid Squad, you know, with a longstanding tradition and history, you will see a number of of members that come up as as younger members and, and contribute for decades and decades. And and Mark, you're one of those folks that have contributed actively for decades. Um, there is no retirement or age that um, that people can't be a part of these organizations. So once excuse me, once they transition from maybe an interior firefighter, uh, they can support in different aspects uh, in response, whether that's fire police or or training or some other administrative uh, positions. But um, there's never an age limit um, that that defines a person. As, as, as long as they're willing to contribute, we welcome their, their contributions. Yeah, and the same thing from the first aid squad's aspect. Uh, obviously you do, like you said, you need to be physically and mentally capable, but you know, as long as you check those boxes, there's, there's no age limit. So, uh, the opportunity is pretty wide open. Anybody out there that, uh, has even a slight inkling should show up at one of these two open houses. Uh, and I guess there'll be other publicity over time, uh, for both organizations as they look to, uh, to recruit more volunteer members. So, uh, I'd like to thank both of you again, Michael Yeh, Sean Gallagher, Princeton Fire Department, Princeton First Aid and Rescue Squad. Thank you both for joining us today and uh, good luck with recruitment drives. Thank you very much for having us, Mark. Thanks, Mark. 
Thank you for joining us for the seventh episode of the Princeton Podcast, produced as a community service by HG Media, providing audio, video, and website design services here in Princeton since 1999. If you enjoyed this episode of the Princeton Podcast, please share it with your friends. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts.